We are going to read from the book of uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Very familiar scripture portion. Because I don't get a chance to preach next Sunday, so I need to preach today. So, Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. Let's read together. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Verse 10. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Can we read verse, 12 to, verse 10 together? Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. In other words, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as the Gospel of Christmas. Can you say that? The Gospel of Christmas. You know, some of us celebrate Christmas, some of us do not celebrate Christmas. Some of us even, we are really scared to say that word, Christmas, right? Doesn't sound so spiritual, does it? Hello? Are you with me? It sounds spiritual? <laughs> Daniel is laughing now. <laughs> right? So, but we are talking about something which is important this morning. It says gospel of, but I know gospel is important, right? Gospel is important. Gospel of Christmas. The birth of Lord Jesus brought good news to all people. And that good news is called gospel. You know, this morning we are going to, you know, I'm going to give a special, peculiar sermon. It's totally different from what we, we, I talked about. Good news is the gospel. The first time the gospel message was delivered to the people, by whom? By an angel. Are you with me? An angel of God appeared to the shepherds and delivered the good news that Jesus is born. So the birth of Lord Jesus Christ certainly is a good news for mankind. That's the reason God had to send the angel to deliver that message to the shepherds. So good news is gospel. So what is gospel? Gospel is the good news that Jesus was born and he lived and he died to pay the penalty for our sins that we might become children of God. You know, there was a great separation in the Garden of Eden that man could not come to God, Lord God, anymore because of the separation that was caused by sin. Now, God had to send his own son to this world so that he was born and he lived and he died and he rose from the dead. And if anyone believes the work that Jesus did at the cross, and, the, and, and they believe that if someone believes that there is a forgiveness of sins through the blood of the Lamb, their sins are forgiven once the sins are confessed. And the end news is good. We have eternal life. We belong to the eternal heaven. So gospel is a good news. It's a plan of God. Gospel, can you say that with me? Gospel is a plan of God. 
because the relationship was lost and now God is working to put bring that relationship back to God so gospel is the plan of God now Christmas is a good time now I'm going to talk about my message the Christmas is a good time to share gospel with your non-christian friends you know that's what you will go through next couple of days you will come across many non-christian friends who do not know the Bible, who don't read the Bible the way we do, who do not pray to God the way we pray to God, but they need Jesus. Do you agree with me? They need Jesus. So gospel is something that is important. So the Christmas is a good time to share the gospel message with our non-Christian friends. Now the question is, most of the thing, how do we do it? That's what we are going to see this morning. I thought it's important to leave this in your mind so that it will start working in your mind and through your life. So how to share the gospel to a non-Christian friend? That's a plain, simple question. Some of us come from a non-Christian background. Still, our family is non-Christians. But it is important that we need to share the message. Some of us work with the non-Christian friends. And we have a friend circle. Thank God for that. They are, most of them are non-Christians. Now, we have a commitment. We are accountable to share this good news with others. How do we do it? That's what you are going to see this morning. Now, before we share, we need to keep a couple of things in mind. You know, this is a kind of teaching. And also, it's a kind of study that helps you. Gospel is very simple. Gospel is very simple. At times we make it very complicated. Gospel is so simple that, you know, I, I try to put the gospel in many different ways, but still I'm not able to, you know, make it so simple. Because, but gospel is very simple. But at the same time, it is powerful to, to change lives around us. How many of us are touched by the gospel message? Gospel, can I see your hands? Yes, we have witnesses. You know, gospel is powerful to change lives and you know we cannot open somebody's heart and put god inside them but who can do it holy spirit holy spirit can do it remember you know you know it's very important because somebody shared their faith with you at some point of time that's the reason today you are sitting here yes rishab and meenakshi are the you know quick testimony first hand testimony uh, testimony here Somebody, they were Hindus. They belonged to another religion, but somebody shared love of Christ to them. Gospel is simple, but it is so powerful. Remember sharing. We need to remember to share our faith. So during the season, remember to share our faith because there's an open opportunity. People are willing to listen. People are willing to know what is going on in your family. What is going on in your life? What are you going to do? Have you finished your shopping? You know, there are so much of possibilities for conversation to get in. So this is a good opportunity to share the love of God. Mark chapter 13 verse 10 says, Mark 13 10, And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. This gospel that we are talking about must be preached to all the nations. That was the commission of Lord Jesus Christ, Mark 16, 15. And he said to the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know, preaching the gospel is for everybody. You know, some of us moved from one continent to other continent, another continent, one nation to the other nation. You know, what? For what? Not seeking for employment. If you think that, you know, you have come to this nation seeking for employment, you are so silly. Never think that you have come here for a job. 
We have come here because of Mark 16, 15. Jesus spoke to them, go into all the world and what? Preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. The creatures, they look black, white, blue, green, pink, orange, anybody, it doesn't matter. We are all the same under the sight of God. Preach the gospel to every creature. God doesn't really call the equipped, listen to me, but God call, God equip those who are called. Are we called by God? Yes? Yes? Can I say yes? See, hear a strong yes? Are we called by God? Yes. You know, our God is a God who equips those who are called and we believe he has already called us. Matthew 28, 19, Bible says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. What is the commandment? Go therefore. You know, it looks like God is giving us the authority. Go, I'm sending you. Go therefore. For what? Make disciples. Make disciples. You know, we are talking about how do we share the gospel to a non-Christian friend during the season before we share the gospel with a non-Christian friend. Listen to me. Now just practical guideline. Before you share the gospel with a non-Christian friend, just you know, try to spend time with them. Try to spend time with them. Help them. Listen to their problems. Have you come across anyone who is not having a problem? Yes? No. Everyone is having problem. You know, sometimes I don't want to listen, actually. I have listened enough. Because problem. One after the other. One after the other. You know, what we, if we are going through problems, and I'm sure the non-Christian friends around us, they go through much more in their lives. So before we even share the gospel, we just be there, just be available for them to talk to us. And I really appreciate those who could bring a couple of families to that Christmas Eve last week where we could share the gospel with them. We need to be available for them. We need to be available for them. We need to develop a trust before we lead them to the, the, to, to, for, for, to the faith in Christ Jesus because non-christian friends they don't see god listen to me they don't see god but they see us they see our lives you know they for them we are they like us they may or may not like our god but they like you so much you know that's the reason a couple of them are sticking on to you because they like you so much they like your family they, they like the way you speak they, they like the way you do things they you know they are just there but you make sure you are available for them so the way we live, the way we speak, the way we behave, everything is important because they don't see our God yet, but they see our lives. Sometimes they even, they, you know, they, they bow before you because they respect you, they honor you, they take your advice, it's all there. But in the middle of all, we are trying to share the love of Christ with them. Just follow with me. Because the reason why they are sticking onto you, they find something special in you. How many of us have non-Christian friends? Can I see your hands? Yes? We need to have non-Christian friends because we need to save them for God. We need to save them for Christ because we don't want them to go to the eternal hell. You know, they really observe our lives. And what do they observe? They observe the way we trust our God. We all have problem. We have the same problem and more problem than what they have at times. That's okay. We are human. 
But what they'll try to look at in your life is the way you trust your God. The way you speak to your God. The way you honor your God. The way you love your God. The way you come running to church on every Sunday, you know, and for, on every occasion, every time of prayer. They observe that. They are very carefully, they observe that. Because they find something special in you. And the more you do that, you develop a confidence. They observe your passion that you have for Christ. They honor that. Nobody will say that, no, 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 don't go to church. They honor you. If you say that, you know, non-Christian friends, whether they, whether they believe in God or not, they honor you because they look at the passion that you have within you. And we are trying to lead them to Christ. And before we do all these things, we need to pray for them. In this season, we are going to come across a lot of non-Christian friends and start praying for them. Start praying for them. And as I said, if we don't have non-Christian friends, you need to pray, Lord, give me some non-Christian friends. Bring some people on my way. I want to work in their lives. I want to work in their lives because, Lord, I'm called. I'm equipped. I want to share your love with somebody. Now, you know what? Here is the reality. We are going to read from Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 14. This is a very important scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whoever calls, can you read together? For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How do you expect your non-Christian friends to believe in God? Because, you know, they, 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 they're not called. They, they can't call because they don't believe in God yet. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? They have not heard about our God, but you expect them to believe in God. How is it possible they have not heard about God? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Three things. You expect them to call on call the name of the Lord. You know, we want all of the, all the whole earth to call the name of the Lord, but they don't believe. If they don't believe, it's not going to happen. And how do they believe if there is nobody to tell them? They have not heard about Jesus at all. You know, do you believe? People around us, they are born in Christian family, but they never heard about Jesus. That's very true. They never heard about Jesus. They never paid attention to Jesus. And now, how do they believe if they not heard about Jesus? And how do they hear if nobody is preaching them? So who are the preachers? Yes? Who are the preachers? Can you say a huge, big we? We are the preachers. And I, he's not talking about me, he's talking about you. We are the preachers. I can't preach, but you can preach the gospel. They, don't, they may not like me. They may just designate me, oh, he's a pastor. This is what his job, this is what he'll do. But not you. Thank God. There are four simple steps we are going to talk about this morning to share the gospel. To share the gospel, we can follow these four simple steps. If you want, you can take it down. This is very important. Number one, tell them about God's plan. That is peace and life. Tell them about God's plan. Tell them that God loves you. God has a plan for you. God wants you to experience peace, joy, and life. You know, the moment you bring their attention that God has a plan, nobody has talked about them. Nobody told such things in their lives ever. That there's a God who has a plan for me. And that plan is just not the ordinary plan. He has a plan to make you better. He has a plan to make you prosper. He has much greater plan for you. 
The moment you tell them God has a plan for you, they will listen to you. Because Bible says, as we read in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God's plan. God's plan. So number one, can you say that with me? Tell them about God's plan. Tell them about God's plan. Listen to me. Number two, share with them about our problem. We all have a common problem. What is that problem? Sin. Separation from God. That's our common problem. They have the same problem and we have the same problem. Is there anybody not having this problem at all? Can I see your hands? All of us have this problem? Do you deal with that every day? Yes? Very much, right? Very much. So it looks like it's a common problem. We have it and they have it. They have the same problem. Share them that we have a common issue going on. It doesn't really happen automatically being in peace with God. By nature we are all separated. And you can go on and tell them we are all sinful. Can our good works help us to reach God? No. Because our sin is a basic problem. You know, I'm just telling you what you all know. I'm just putting this together. Because this is important. We all have a problem that is sin in our lives. And we try to do good works, try to be good to people, try to smile at people, not to slap them, you know, but to be friendly with people. Try to do all these things. I, we, we try, we try, we try, keep trying. Can we reach God? No. What about religion? Can religion help to reach God? Can Christianity help anyone to reach God? No, they don't want to turn this side because they are just already, already fed up with Christianity. Nobody wants. Nobody wants. So much fight. So many lives were lost. So many bloodshed. They don't want religion. Philosophy. Can our intelligence bring us back to God? Intellectually, can we come back to God? No. Morality. If we have a good spirit, positive attitude, can you come to God? No. There is a huge separation. So this seems to be a common problem. So my friend, I know that you, know, you are not in this religion. You belong to some X, XYZ religion. But the good news is that the problem that you have, I also have. I'm not a superhero. I'm not a superman. I'm not super spiritual. But I deal with it every day. You know, the moment you relate yourself to him, he comes down and he is willing to listen to you more. Number three, talk about God's remedy, the cross. Talk about God's remedy, the, the cross, what Jesus did at the cross. Only God's love bridges the gap between sinful people and the holy God. What God did, what Jesus did at the cross, so that, you know, through that God can bring closeness, togetherness once again. That's what we are going to talk about when Jesus died on the cross and when he rose from the grave. He paid the penalty for sin. It was required for a man to get saved, for man's sins to be forgiven. A man has to die. And God sent this man, Jesus, 100% man and 100% God, walking on the face of this earth. And through cross, people and God can be reconciled. They can be brought together. So we talked about God's plan. And then we talked about, we shared 
about our common problem and now we talked about God's remedy so let's read the scripture first Peter 224 Bible says first Peter 224 who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree can you see that can you see the way that those words are kind who himself he talks about Jesus he bore our sins where on his body the broken body the blood as the blood is oozing out you know because God took all our sins upon himself having died to sin so sorry his own body and he hung on the tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes we were healed you know this is a solution for the common problem number four listen to me our response to receive christ we talked about god's plan we talked about the way we are separated from god we talked about the remedy that god already sent you know we are talking about gospel this is what is the gospel and finally what is our response to receive lord jesus people of sinful nature like us people who are rebellion to God once upon a time people who are separated from God once upon a time now they are brought back to God in peace their sins are forgiven and God has assured promised abundant life for them and the life that stays forever and ever eternal life now cross has become a bridge between people and God John chapter 1 verse 12 says but as many as received Jesus to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name you know how someone can become a child of God the moment he believes and moment he accepts God has given them right to become children of God so we cannot question we cannot question all that we are trying to do here is trying to put that faith in their lives the belief on Lord Jesus Christ in their lives now we spoke about four things now we need to lead that somebody to Christ this is important listen to me we need to lead that somebody to Christ how do we do it there are four things again we need to do number one we need to admit he needs to or she needs to admit that he is a sinner we talked about the common problem we all have first step towards salvation first step in the, as we preach the gospel message he has to admit himself that he is a sinner confession he has to open his mouth and say Lord Jesus I'm a sinner forgive me second step ask for forgiveness same thing we do at times when we walk away from God don't we there are times when we are walking away from God we come back to God and this is what we do so we are not different from totally different from the one we are trying to address Jesus and we need to ask for forgiveness so forgiveness is also comes with repentance be willing to turn away from the past that's what is repentance so we cannot have a salvation without confessing our sins am I right are you with me we cannot have a salvation without repentance there should be a determination within them within him or her that yes he will not go back to those same things number three believe that Christ has died for you at the cross so we need to confess we need to repent and we need to believe in whom in on Lord Jesus Christ number four receive Christ into your heart and into your life that means get saved so when we come across people 
we can't just you know sit across and preach at that every time it's not possible but all these things can happen when you travel with them in the car when you drive them when you pick them up and drop them up when you have them at home for your for lunch for meal together we can talk about this do you know we have a common issue that's going on in our lives so what is the remedy what do you think about christmas you know what we what do we do here do you have any understanding he said no i don't have can you tell a little bit about me they're all curious they want to listen but we need to open this mouth god cannot do anything if we are not willing if we are not willing if we are feeling shy god cannot do anything and we should have the courage within us you know how much god was in this god has already invested in each one of our lives and we should be willing Romans 10 verse 13 says Romans chapter 10 verse 13 whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved and we need to pray with them we need to pray with them they are open they are open during this season they are open willing to listen and we can pray Lord dear Lord Jesus Christ you can make them to pray I'm a sinner I ask for your forgiveness I believe that you died at the cross for my sins and your blood is able to cleanse me guide my life help me come into my life in jesus name amen pray that prayer with them that will bless that will bless you know i'm just going to close now we are going to get into a time of prayer we need to keep the gospel simple and we need to listen to them what they talk we cannot just go on and on we need to listen to them and once we listen then slowly we talk to them and always we need to stress the love of God because more than what we speak more than what we share love of God can touch lives and we need to believe we need to believe and we should not judge people you know most of the time we get into judgmental spirit and you know the moment they open up their life we have a feeling that you know how can God work repair their lives we get into the judgment and we start thinking about their issues but you know we should not give room to that think about the grace of God that can forgive the same grace forgave us at some point of time we were walking away from God and that same grace forgave us and still that grace is available so we just want to move forward now finally sharing the gospel listen to this this is very interesting is always win 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 can you say with me win 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 we will never lose when we share the gospel with somebody you may ask how and you know why you say that you know there are three things if they respond to the gospel it's an obvious win isn't it if they obey to the gospel if they say that i think i need that jesus but i know i can't change i can, you don't expect me to come to your church immediately but I, i'm willing that's absolute win for God not for us we're not getting any bonus there we're not getting any you know a percentage there you know any royalty there but it's for God but you know if they listened but they did not respond that may be many you know many times that's what we see when we share the gospel they will listen but you long for a response from there at the end of it they won't respond but even if they don't respond it is still a win because you already planted the seed when you plant a seed in somebody's life when you plant a seed in the soil what is your expectation it will plant will come it will grow it will sprout 
That's your expectation. So you have sown the seed. You may not see that now, but then you may see. You may go to Toronto and then you'll find them there going to church, following God. How? Because you did not do anything, somebody else planted that seed. So everything is always win. And what about thought? If they reject you outwardly and then say that, and I don't want what you're saying, I don't, I like, I, I, I know everything I don't like, I don't want. Still, it's a win because you obeyed God. You know what a blessing it is to bring gospel to someone's life. We need to be willing. We need to be just looking for opportunity to share our love and to lead them to the love of Christ. Shall we take a moment this morning before we break? Shall we take, shall take a moment to pray? Shall we all stand for a moment?